Hi guys, welcome back to the Video Edge podcast. My guest today is Diane Byron. Her business, Unstoppable Heart Coaching, is less than three years old, and in a year's time, she wants to be making $100,000 a year. Her ultimate business goal is to be a best-selling author and an in-demand speaker. Diane has told me that her challenges include finding leads, creating amazing converting offers, and building an email list. This is The Video Edge, a podcast designed to help grow your business by overcoming the barriers you face when creating video content. We're brought to you by Shoot For The Moon. If you're serious about overcoming the video content creation challenges that you and many other business owners and entrepreneurs face, then you're in the right place. Every episode, we spotlight content creation challenges so that you can grow your business by this conversation. If you're new to the show, basically, I get to talk to an entrepreneur. They've got a challenge and we talk about it for half an hour. That challenge is always around video content creation and video marketing. And I go through what I would do to overcome these challenges. So if you do love the show, please just give it a little review and subscribe because that helps more than you know. Before we meet today's guest, I just want to let you know that we have courses available in the Video Production Academy. They are low ticket, but packed full of value. The on-demand videos are bite-sized and accompanied by workbooks, cheat sheets, and all manner of goodies to help you on your video content creation journey. You can check them out on the website, videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Wherever you are in the world, as long as you have an internet connection, you can learn from the comfort of your own home using the courses, or better still, the Shoot for the Moon membership. This is a training platform that we've created to help entrepreneurs grow their business. We're going back to the podcast in just a moment, but I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Shoot for the Moon. What is it? Well, it's all about having me as your coach without the thousands of pounds worth of price tag. You can have me and others teach and coach you in your business every single week. Videos on demand, strategies and tactics, cheat sheets of proven stuff that I know will positively impact your business. Sounds fantastic? Well, it is when you hear the price. It will cost you £47 a month. That's less than a pair of Nikes to empower your voice and perfect your presence. And I want you to try it for free because I know it works, tried, tested and proven. Here's what you can do. There's a link to it in the show notes and I guarantee you can impact your business positively in those two weeks, as long as you are ready to get out of your comfort zone. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So let's welcome Diane to the show. Hi, Diane. It's great to have you on here. Thank you so much for having me, Lee. I'm excited. So the first thing that I would like you to do, because I'm going to throw you straight in at the deep end, I would like you to introduce yourself and your business in around 60 seconds. Okay. Well, my name is Diane Byron. I'm the founder of Unstoppable Heart Coaching, and I support midlife women to put themselves first so they can have an expanded second chapter and really love their life as their kids get older and out of the house. You've definitely practiced that before. I love it. <laughs> and I think yeah. I'm not offended by being called midlife. Midlife somehow <laughs> is better than middle-aged. Yes, it is. Well, I think our second chapter can be actually the best chapter or a third chapter, whatever chapter we're on. But I definitely think midlife is when I found my freedom. So I want to inspire other women to have that same freedom. Fantastic. So the challenges that you face are finding leads, creating amazing converting offers and building an email list. And of course, all three of these are very, very interconnected. Yes. What have you tried so far? 
So I've done a lot of personal reach out. In my prior job, I have about 3,000 friends on Facebook. So there is a good amount actually that know me as a coach. So I've reached out to them to ask either for referrals or if they need some support. And that's been pretty effective. And then Facebook and Instagram posts and things like that. Okay, so as regards to the video work and the video elements of it, what are you looking to achieve? I really want to find a way where I'm really connected with the people so they hear me. And so I have that hook because you only have a few seconds to capture someone's attention. And I tell people I don't always have that hook. Okay, that's reasonable. Is there any barriers in particular that you feel that you're facing? Just making sure I'm in the right place for these women. Is Facebook the right place? Is Instagram, LinkedIn, like where's the right location? That's always a challenge. That is definitely a challenge. Okay. And so why are you wanting to do something about this now? Because I'm really passionate about making a difference for these women and other people as well. And I don't want to just be spinning my wheels and just be sitting doing the same old thing if it's not working. Like, I really want to make a difference now because I also get to create an extraordinary life for myself. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. I think you've got some fundamental questions in there, and I think they are questions that we all ask as business owners. Yeah. And that is, who is my audience? But you've got that one nailed. Mm -hmm. And then where is my audience? Yeah. And I think depending on what niche that we have, that can end up more challenging than others because... Like with video work, people, there's not Facebook groups that go, oh, I want to learn how to use video. There's people that want to be business owners. There's people that mm -hmm. want to be coaches. There's people that want to be on podcasts. And so you'll get these more generic groups. Right. You do have it that they say there's certain demographics on each of the platforms that TikTok's quite a young platform. Yeah. Then it's Instagram in the middle and Facebook is, is the older platform, if you will. Right. And then LinkedIn is the business one. So mm -hmm. you can kind of work it like that. But I think if you work quite savvy, you can repurpose your video onto the different platforms without a lot of additional work. And a lot of it is about testing the water because you okay. don't actually know where your people are without casting out your bait to see right. if anybody's there. It's like fishing and you don't know what's going on because it's underneath the surface. So you have to cast out to see what happens. And it's actually not difficult to do that across different platforms as well. There's little bits of tweaking because your messaging needs to be different on the different ones. Your use of language needs to be different. But I think that's your main starting point is finding out where your people are. are you yep. And how would you do that? Literally by creating posts, putting them out there and okay. analyzing the data. Okay. There isn't a quick answer to this. There are digital coaches out there that will say, do it my way and it'll be perfect. It'll work. But it depends on your niche, your location, mm -hmm. your personality, your technique, your approach. And there's so many different elements that there isn't any one digital coach out there who's going to answer all the questions for you. Right. It's about cherry picking the information to go, oh, I like that. That sits well. Oh, that resonates. And taking okay. different elements and actually creating your own path forward. And a lot of time they'll do things like the digital coaches will say the way that you gain a following is to be in lots and lots of Facebook groups, add value to other people's posts, 
And when you get an opportunity to talk about your own offer, you can. And what you find is that when you get that opportunity to talk about your offer on those lead threads, it's like a parada fest and everybody jumps in. A hundred people have posted. Nobody's reading each other's posts. It's just a huge, great, big, long thread. So it's about positioning yourself as an authority in somewhere where people are going to see you. Okay. So being a guest on a podcast is a great one. Being a guest on a summit, being a guest speaker within a summit, being a guest expert within people's memberships. So appearing on the different digital stages is a great way to say, I know my stuff. Mm -hmm. Podcasts, you'll get asked different questions in different places. So different elements of your story come out. Now, what you can do with the host's permission is you can take that recording and you can take elements of it and use it in your own social media. Okay. Especially if there's an element that you had somebody, uh, I had a chap that I interviewed and I asked him about how he started off in film because he Uh was um, an ACE within the film industry. And he'd come in an unusual route and he was telling me about when he was at high school, how he was involved with theatre, but he was doing the lights and the sound. And he went, nobody's ever asked me that before. And this guy is on podcasts all the time. So if you had an element like that, then you could list that. And then that goes out as your social media. So you repurpose him. But I would definitely recommend being out there and being a guest speaker wherever you can which okay. obviously you're open to because you're here on my podcast. Right. <laughs> yep. I think that's when then your email list and your lead magnet come in. Okay. Because if you're a guest speaker, there's just you. You're not fighting against everybody else that's shouting for attention at the same time. And mm-hmm. it gives you that opportunity then to say, well, actually, if you like what I've talked about today, I've got this amazing products this ebook this video course whatever right. it is and it's free and it's just okay i know because you've got a clear message and a clear voice because of the platform that you're on got it okay great that's awesome do you have a lead magnet that you like i do i do it's kind of a combination of a worksheet and an audio because i know a lot of women like to listen as opposed to sit and write we don't always have a lot of time and it's called permission to dream because that's the thing I find missing the most is we're so busy doing the thing. We don't take the five minutes to sit and dream. And so I want to give women, not that they need my permission, but sometimes we feel like we do. So they get to have permission to dream. Have you considered having a podcast yourself, maybe a private podcast? I haven't. I'm not quite sure how that would work. So the podcast that we have is a public podcast, so it's open to anybody. But a private mm-hmm. podcast can be a members-only one, so people have to sign up to your email list to be able to get it. Mm. So I know other people that have used it. I know marketers that have used it really effectively. It's not something that I've gone down that route of. Because I'm more video-based, it sort of doesn't make as right. much sense to, to do it, although the podcast that we're recording today goes out as a video and as an audio as well. So right. we automatically get two bites of that cherry because we use the information as many ways as we can possibly think of at a time. Mm-hmm. But there is a possibility there that, that you could do something around a private podcast. Okay. Uh, you'd need to look into it a little bit more. And I don't have a huge amount of information for you. It's not my right. area of expertise. But I just wonder then if that is something then that gives people something on a weekly basis. And it could be five, ten minutes. 
Okay. Uh, I have a friend who has a podcast and it's a daily one for her and it's literally between four and seven minutes each day. Doesn't have any okay. music at the beginning or the end. It's not really edited. It's just her bits of the day. So it doesn't have to have a really high production value. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it's an alternative route out, really, a different channel. I love that. That's a great idea. I'd never heard of that before. So yay. I love learning new things. I always like learning new things as well. I think a day where you don't learn something is a little bit sad. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Okay, so you have some questions for me as well. I do. And one of them we've already talked about, which is what the best form is. And that's trial and error for me. And the reusing of content, what's the best way to reuse it? Is it, do I make one video and then put it out on the different platforms? Or how would I reuse it, say, from Instagram to Facebook? I think it depends on your workflow. It depends on how you create things. So I have a particular way that I work. And for me, I create a whole piece first. So I'll create a video for YouTube because for me, YouTube is my preferred platform because it's a search engine, not social media. So it's more stable. It doesn't have the algorithm changes that social media has. So I would work with YouTube as my primary platform. And with platforms, you need to go where you're comfortable as well. So there's platforms where I'm not quite so comfortable. LinkedIn, I'm on, but I'm not so comfortable with it. I don't know it as well. Instagram baffles me. I'm on it, but I don't really do very much because I haven't got my head around it. So it's important that your main platform is where you're comfortable, where you feel at home. Um, And then you have a big picture strategy to start off with. So it might be even bigger than that piece of video work you maybe would look at it across three months or six months or 12 months and have a look and say okay what do I want to do this year what do I want to achieve what is the story that's going to flow through all my content and you work backwards and say okay so if I've got 12 big pieces of content there so I'm going to produce something I just want a month that I'm going to do that's a big chunk of content might be more for some people they do one a week but it again the frequency is about what you're comfortable with Because people can burn out very quickly and say, oh, I'm going to post twice a week. And actually, all they end up doing is creating content and not doing the job because they haven't got time to do the job because they're creating content. So you've got to be careful with the balance. Okay. Um, But you have those big chunks of content and then you look and say, okay, how do I break it down? Once you've got it to a manageable place, that's what you can then produce. I am an advocate for batch creating content. So the idea is, for example, when I'm creating a course, my courses might have 12 lessons in, some might have 24 lessons in, depends on the course. I will actually record those in one go, which I I know, it sounds a little bit mad. You get used to it. And the reason that I do that is because when you first start to record, you're not kind of relaxed and in the flow. And sometimes it can take you a couple to actually get relaxed. So if you did one at a time, you'd always just be that little bit stiff, that little bit awkward because you haven't relaxed yet. So batch creating content means that you'll relax into the flow much more. But the other thing is you only have to set up once. (laughs) Now, my studio is set up all the time. All I have to do is plug my laptop in, is three cables, and my studio is ready. And I did that on purpose because procrastination is a horror. It really is. And I know before I set my studio up, I thought, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll record that tomorrow. Joe, I lost three months going, I'll do that tomorrow. And I went, oh dear, 
I need to do something about that. And that's when I put my studio together oh. so I couldn't procrastinate to that level. But I would then sit down and record my course in one go. So the last one I did was 12 lessons and I did it in two hours. Wow. Because you get used to it. Right. The lessons are only sort of four or five minutes each. They're not like huge, great hour-long lessons. They're just short and snappy because that's the way that I work. So I would definitely recommend block booking out maybe a morning or an afternoon and saying, right, I'm going to be recording now. Make sure you're prepared. You've got your water. You're all ready to go. You've got everything ready, whether you're scripted or your bullet points. And you go for it. Mm -hmm. You will get through much more within that time than you would if you were recording one at a time. That makes sense because you're already in the momentum. I couldn't think of the word. Like the flow. Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit like batch creating food. So if you yep. were making spaghetti bolognese for eight people, it wouldn't actually take you that much longer than creating it for two or for four. Your prep would be a little bit more, but the actual cooking process really wouldn't take any more time. And then it's the sorting out at the end would take a little bit longer. But your overall time to make eight portions of food is not the same as making one plus one plus one plus one. Yeah? Got it's it. It's the same when you're batch creating content that you do a whole chunk of it. And you don't mm -hmm. edit it all in one go. You have it stored so you just work a, a little bit at a time. And then what you do with that piece of work, what I would do with that YouTube video is I would have a look at the transcript or when I'm editing, I would listen and go, oh, that's it. That's a key moment. I'm going to keep that. That key moment is going to go out as short form content. Mm. So in a piece of work that's maybe 10 minutes long, I would maybe have four or five highlights within there or key moments. And these are like little money statements. Where you go, oh, I like that. And sometimes you get that when you're on somebody else's podcast or somebody else's stage. And that's where it can be quite good to get that recording back because you think, I said that really well. <laughs> so it gives yes. you the chance then to list it and go, it's mine. So you can do that and create these little trailers that lead back to your main piece of work. So your main piece of work being, could be Facebook, doesn't have to right. be YouTube. It's just my way around of working. But then you can have that short form content on. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, and have it all pointing back to the one place. Nice. Okay. The reason I like YouTube is because once your information is there, it stays there. It's not like the social media platforms where you post it and it's gone. Right. It's like blowing a dandelion. It's like, oh, it's gone again. You also get that opportunity with the show notes on YouTube to put a lot of information in there. Mm. So you can actually say, I've got this great worksheet and audio that I would love to give you for free. Just click here to get it. And you can say it at the end of your video. And you can put a card up, which is a graphic, which is a clickable graphic at the end of YouTube videos. And it's not difficult to do. That says, this is how you subscribe. And actually, this is how you get the lead magnet. So it's about pointing like people it. back to the same place. Ever. Got it. Got it. I love that. And it doesn't sound like it's overwhelming either, which is what I really like because I get distracted easy. I look at the shiny object syndrome. So I like what you're saying of pick one platform is what I'm hearing. Pick one platform and then utilize the others to kind of drive it to that. Exactly. I love that. That's exactly. amazing. Now, now that I get the platform or the idea of the platform, 
What's some of the most engaging or intriguing topics or content do you find? This is an interesting question because I'm actually not going to answer it. Um, <laughs> I'll explain why, why I'm not going to answer it. There are some really intriguing content and topics that's out there. But do you want to be intriguing or do you want to get leads? I want to get leads. Okay. So the way that you do that is you have a look and see what other people are posting. This is not an exam at school. Plagiarism is allowed. So you go and see what's effective for other people. So you would go and have a look and see which are the Facebook groups that have got the most engagement and most members. You look at YouTube and see which videos have got the most hit, which channels have got the most subscribers, and actually replicate what they're doing, but with your own message. Because you want to give people what they want and what they need, not what we want. And that's a really difficult one because I know when I started out, I was like, yes, we're going to make this video content creation course and people will love it. And nobody did because it wasn't what they were looking for. Right. What they want is little bite-sized bits of information that fixes the issue they have then. So, you know, business owners are not going, I want to be a videographer. They're going, oh, how do I get confident on camera? How do I create a signature talk? Mm -hmm. It's little elements. So once you start to create for what people want and what people need, you're on a different... Okay a different platform so that's why you can go for intriguing but you'll probably be in a very lonely crowd of not many because it's not what people are looking for right so look for what's engaging people do things like um i think it's called answer it's either ask the public.com or answer the public.com and i can never remember which one it is but see okay. what people are asking about your subject okay have a listen to what people are saying about what you do. Have a listen to your clients at the language they're using. And that's what you want to incorporate in your work because that's the language that people are using. As professionals, we're very good at using our own language. Yes. Which can baffle people. And we have to yep. make sure that we use the language that's right for them. I agree. I, I agree. I can talk about color grading and color temperature and mic pickups and cardioid mics and all the rest of it and people go yeah that's fine i haven't got a clue or i can say if you want to capture your audience this is the way that you do it and you go right fine mm -hmm. that's what i want so that's why it's important to use the language because you want to make that connection you want I people love that. to like know and trust you because if they do that then you've got that position of authority of people going diane's the one i work with and that's where you want to be. Diane is the one I want to work with. Diane's the one that I want to read her books. Diane's the one I want to listen to. And so you need to create that as a platform before you have people there. Got it. Okay. Speaking of people there, like where do I find my most amazing soul clients? That's one of those like million dollar questions, isn't it? Because there are people out there that will tell you in specific points and it's not true. It's about testing the water and testing your messaging and if your messaging is good you will attract the right people and it can take a long time to get your messaging right because it can be little tweaks little nuances that make a, a big difference and right. I think again it's about looking at what other people do so when you start off in a business quite often they recommend that you do a competitor analysis have okay. a look at what's going on out there already What's working and what's not working? 
with the ones that are working, what is it that makes that so good? And how do you bottle that up to be yours? Because we have our own way of doing things. And you have a look and say, okay, what isn't working? And why is that not working? And let's make sure that we don't include any of that. Right. The one thing that we always have is ourselves. is our personality, our way of speaking, our mannerisms, our approach to things. So you can be controversial with subjects. You can actually take a stand and, and be um, spiky about something. Um, and that's fine. That's good. Because you'll put some people off, but you'll draw other people in. Right. And it's a long process. It's not going to happen in a week or even in a month, but it will happen over time. That you'll draw people in. And the more you do it, the more your messaging evolves mm-hmm. and the more your language evolves and the more that it then picks up because you learn all the time. If you're always listening, then you're always learning. I love that you said that it can take a month because how many of us see on Instagram or on wherever saw one email and now I didn't fall for it because I do have a little bit of a discerning eye and it was like a hundred thousand dollars in a hundred days I'm like if you're starting at zero that's not realistic that you know to me at least I think so I love that you're saying it takes time there's no instant formula no there isn't and what generally happens is people go do it for a month and go oh it's not working and they bin it and actually Anytime you're doing anything marketing-wise, it can take three to six months to really bed in. So you have to give it that longevity. Now, I've seen that advert for the 100K in 100 days, and it is a very famous digital coach that's doing it. Mm -hmm. So he has his name. Okay, he's starting from zero, but he's got his contact, and he's got his mobile phone with everybody in it that he knows. And he's got that background experience from building up businesses. So it's not a level playing field. We don't have that knowledge. We don't have those contacts. And we're not in his sphere of influence. We're in our own sphere of influence, which we have to create and develop and evolve over time. I think one of the difficult things is having that patience to look at something over a three-month period and go, oh, that's not going as well as I would like it to and it's looking at what works and what doesn't and just making little changes. So at the moment, I have two businesses. So Video Production Academy is one, and I've got a computer repair shop as well. And we're testing the social media because if I put lots of posts out about the different things that we're doing in the shop, I mean, things that we're selling, we don't get a lot of engagement, but our turnover's better. So I'm trying to do posts to increase engagement, which is working. But our turnover's gone down. Then you're like, oh, I need to find a balance in between the right. two here of getting people engaged, but bringing people into the shop as well. Exactly. And it's only by watching what's happening on a weekly basis that you go, okay, that's not quite where I want it to be. So this week I've got both sets of posts in. I've got posts about what we're selling, but we're doing spring cleaning this month, digital spring cleaning. So I've got posts about that, but also the sales posts in there as well. Nice. So then I'll be able to have a look at the analytics from this week and next week Mm -hmm. decide if I'm going to do the same again or if I'm going to change it around a little bit. So you do look at it a little bit at a time. Sometimes it's the posts that you don't expect to work are the ones that do really well. (laughs) So we have this really big blue happy birthday button at work. So anytime one of the team has a birthday, 
they have their photograph taken with a big button. Whether they, they like it or not. And those posts are the ones that do the best out of the whole year. Out of everything. They're the ones that people go, that's great, happy birthday. But, well, I think it's because you're humanizing the people you work with. It's yeah. not just about business. Yes, and I think that we forget sometimes. So when you're like thinking about that, like speaking of, what do you think is missing from video content? Because some hits and some doesn't. Like, what do you think is missing? I think a lot of time it actually comes down to authenticity. Mm -hmm. We have had the oddest few years imaginable. So before lockdown, the things were Instagram perfect. You know, people's aspiration was to be Instagram perfect. And of course, that isn't reality. No. And then we had all that time in lockdown where all of a sudden our lives were lived online and we spent our days in front of screens in Zoom rooms. <laughs> and now we've come in out of the back of that and actually people's mindset has shifted. They don't want Instagram perfect. Some people do, but the majority right. of people actually, it doesn't resonate with them. <laughs> it not congruent to who we are now so i think what people are looking for is that authenticity and that integrity to be unashamedly yourself mm -hmm. and i think a lot of time that's what's missing because people are playing a part because they're playing mm -hmm. a role to be online to be their channel and right. they go beyond being ambassadors and start to become actors uh, and okay. I think it just kind of goes too far. We're all ambassadors of our own business. 100% we are. We're right. always representing our own business. And if you have a team of people, which I know you're not at that stage yet, but your team are your ambassadors as well. And so it's important that actually your mission and your vision is the thing that carries forward through your content. So you always have to be true to who you are. Mm -hmm. sometimes that's this is where the spiky elements come in because sometimes it can be taking a stand on something and saying actually i don't agree with that mm -hmm. especially when something big happens you get an opportunity to actually say i see this and i acknowledge mm -hmm. it but i don't agree with it right and you can take a standpoint that is contrary to a lot of what's going on around you because it it makes it so you're authentic with what it is that you're saying Right. I think it can work if you're like, I was this way, this happened, and now I've shifted. But you got to tell the story. You can't exactly. just be like, whichever way the wind blows is how I'm going to blow. I believed in this, and then this happened, and now I believe this. I think the story element is crucial to anything that we do, because the story is the thing that gives it life. Because mm -hmm. we could talk about statistics. You know, we could talk about 85% of all traffic on the internet is video. Yay. Brilliant. Fabulous. <laughs> if I turn around and said, my business grew 10 times in the first year, 10 X out in the first year, because I started to use video and all I was doing was creating one, two minute clips twice a week, people would go, oh, okay, I can do that. For me, my story is the fact that my background, I've been in the media over 30 years, but actually for 30 years of it, I was never in front of the camera because this is not where I wanted to be because mm -hmm. I'm an off the chart introvert. So I'm a VT editor. I'm an audio editor. I work camera. I can do lighting. I can do any of the background elements, 
presenting was never going to be my thing. And when we hit lockdown and my business had to pivot, all of a sudden I had to be the face. And it wasn't comfortable. And it was quite a journey to go from being bright red, monotone, basically having heart palpitations, the nervousness of doing a Facebook Live to Mm -hmm. actually being in a place three years on where I'm teaching other people how to not have to go through that process. Right. Right. Shortening that gap for people. So we all have a story to tell. And actually, I think sharing the story is the thing that probably connects people quicker than anything else. Got it. I love that. And I agree. I really get connected with people through their stories. If you just tell me what to do, well, awesome. But I'd also like to know why you know that's the thing to do. I think that matters. So I love that. Thank you so much, Lee. Oh, you're very welcome. I think it's, like you say, it's easy to say we have a content creation framework. It's called the one hour framework. And the idea is you sit down with sticky notes and colored pens and you create 13 problems that your audience would face. And then you create four solutions for it. And the reason it's 13 by four is it gives you 52 ideas. Wow. Which is a great little tip. But if I tell you that when I sat down with my colleague, Brandon, and we did this for the computer shop, which to be fair, computer repair is about as unexciting as you can possibly do that. We sat down and did it and we got just over a hundred ideas within the hour. Wow. I sat down with Ben. The only difference, because Ben is my colleague with the Video Production Academy, the only difference was we had coffee and we did 122 ideas within the hour. Wow. See, that is more effective than saying, well, you do these 13 different problems and four solutions and you get 52 pieces of content. To actually say, do this with somebody else and give yourself a playlist, give yourself sticky notes and give yourself coffee and watch it go gives it a different dynamic. I love it. And I've got my sticky notes right here. So I can do that later on today. Me too. I'm the queen of sticky notes. I tell I have all over my desk because it reminds me. I think sticky notes are like the unsung hero of video work because I have them everywhere. If I'm doing, normally if I'm doing video, I'm scripted because I'm really good at surfing tangents. And if I want the piece to be concise and coherent, I need to be scripted. Right. But I'm on a summit later this week where I'm being interviewed on a specific subject. So I can't be scripted. So what I'll do is I'll put my bullet notes on the sticky and I'll put it around the edge of my screen. So that way, when somebody asks me a question, I've got my little prompts to make sure I can follow it. I love it. That's awesome. No problem. Have you got any other questions for me? Not that I can think of in this moment. I think we've hit all the big ones. And I love that you mentioned authenticity and integrity. I will say that, Lee. That's one of my, I tell people, integrity is one of my highest values. My brother even named his boat Integrity First. It's just something that we grew up with. And you can tell online now. Yeah. I don't always show up with makeup on and stuff like that because it doesn't matter. But I think we also want to know that people aren't just pictures, that there's something underneath. So thank you for sharing with me. Like I've taken notes and everything. I'm ready to go. I think the thing with integrity is people are parting with the money. And it's actually, money's not that easy to come by. We have to work hard for it. And if I'm going to give it to you, I need to know that you're going to treat it wisely. Right. 
you got to have a connection with someone or else it's not a relationship. It's a transaction. And I want to create relationships. And that is one of those highlight key moments that we have to edit out or put out there as a trailer because that's brilliant. That's the things you're looking for. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I was able to support with giving an example. <laughs> Perfect. So I've got a couple of questions for you. Okay. What will happen to you and your business if you don't do something about this? Well, my business will keep going as it is, which means it's a scramble every month or every two months to figure out how to pay the rent or how to pay whatever bills. And more importantly, I'm not going to get to the people who need to hear. That's a really and good point. And that really matters to me. Yeah. I think sometimes, certainly when I'm teaching people about being confident on camera, one of the things that we say is you have a message that somebody is waiting for. And if you don't get out of your comfort zone to deliver that, you're doing them a disservice because they yeah. need you. I really feel that way. I feel I'm the me, you know, it's me five years ago, 10 years ago that I'm talking to and I could have really used me back then. Yeah. I think so many of us are in business for that reason. That's mm -hmm. why the Video Production Academy came around was because I saw my process, but I was in a lot of groups on Facebook at that time. And there was one group that I was in had 6,000 people in it. It was an online course that we were all doing. And so we were all in this Facebook group and time after time after time, I was seeing women saying, I can't do that because I can't be on camera. I can't do mm -hmm. that because I'm not technically minded. I can't do that because I can't do video. I can't edit. I can't whatever. And we have these self-limiting beliefs about what we can't do. And I thought that's wrong because we can do all of these things. We just need to believe it. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. when are you going to make a start? Today, I love actually the thing that we pulled out with the relationships and the transactions. That's, you know, once we get off of here, I'll probably jump on my Facebook, my Instagram and have a conversation about that because I don't believe this kind of business is about transaction. Transaction might be getting gas at the gas station, especially if there's nobody there to talk to. But when we're talking people, if you don't have relationship, that's not the kind of business I want to be in. Perfect. So how can people get in touch with you? They can find me at my website, dianembyron.com, or they can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Unstoppable Heart Coaching is my Perfect. name. So I hope today's conversation has inspired you to get out there and create videos. If you'd like to come onto the video edge, get an application in via the website. And if we think you're a good fit to come onto the show to look at your business and hopefully we'll help grow it, we'll make all the arrangements to invite you on. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. This is the show to help grow your business through video. If you love what we do, we'd love to get our message out to more people. So please like, subscribe, share, whatever it is that you can do to push the show out further. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Video Edge.